A lot goes into taking care of your property. You need equipment with more reliability, durability, and versatility built in. Like number one selling Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, Z-Series mowers that deliver a quality cut, and Sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. Hey everybody, Fred Minnick here. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. If you haven't already, if you live in Oklahoma, folks, that's my home state, Oklahoma, where the wind comes whipping down the tree. No, that's not how it goes. You know what? I heard that song so much when I was a kid. I think I just started blocking it later on in life. If you grow up in Oklahoma, that song's kind of annoying. Anyway, so August 14th, I'm coming home. I'm coming home to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've got a blind tasting event there where I am pitting Blanton's against three other bourbons. What are those three other bourbons? Well, you're going to have to be there to find out. Everyone in the audience is going to taste, and we are going to rank them after you have been trained to taste like a pro. So you can get on, you can get on uh, Ticketmaster.com and search for Fred Minnick Whiskey Tasting, or you can go to fredminnick.com and uh, get a ticket there. But I'm telling you all, it is going to be an incredible event. Those tickets are going fast. We've already sold uh, through more than half of them, so and the VIPs have sold out. It is an incredible uh, – it's an absolutely incredible event. I can't wait for it. Also, uh, coming up, I've got a lot of cool charity things that are coming up that have to do with, like, Pappy Raffles and stuff like that. I've got a partnership with the Ronald McDonald House here. There's going to be a Pappy Raffle coming up here pretty soon where you spend a, a, a few bucks and get a chance to win a whole uh, assortment of Pappy. Also, I'm helping out with the Speed Art Museum on uh, their auction, which is a big fundraiser for them. In the years past, we've raised over $200,000. And listen, bourbon goes a long way to helping folks, so I'm glad we're able to do that. But make sure you are going to fredminnick.com and subscribing for my newsletter where you get can read all about it. So this week's guest is country star Craig Campbell. Now here's the deal. I This interview took place... Uh, a year ago, <laughs> it, took, it took place a year ago, and it kind of slipped through the cracks of uh, uh, of everything. And I'm like, I just woke up one day. I was like, did I ever play that Craig Campbell interview? And when I thought about that, he texted me that same day asking me about bourbon. So I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I need to dust that interview off. And uh, get it out here into people's earballs. So here we are, folks. Craig Campbell, of course, he's in the news a lot. He plays uh, he plays all over the place. A very talented, very well-known uh, kind of old-school country music singer. It's great to have him on the show. Even if this is a year old, I think it's still a good episode. And plus, he plays for us, so you get to hear his music uh, strumming on through the zoom pathways or actually i think this interview was done by skype this was back when i was using skype wow this was a long time ago but enjoy this week's episode folks 
But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. We're joined now by um, the, the great uh, Greg Campbell, man. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing well. How are you? Not bad at all. I have to tell you, I re- you look comfortable. You, you got your... You got your arm over there. You look like you you can take a nap right there. You got the nice window in the back. You still got a reef back there. It looks like a comfortable room. Yeah, it's uh it's very comfortable. This is we're actually coming to you live from a friend of mine's house. Um, we uh, my internet at my house is terrible, so uh, we decided to to make sure that um, we had no hiccups. So I came over here. Oh, I appreciate that. And and you sound great. Uh the video quality's coming in good. So I think that was a pretty 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 smart decision. So Well, good. Yeah. I, I didn't want anything to go wrong, man. This is uh, you know, I, my I definitely don't want to to interrupt the tasting of the whiskey here. Oh, we, you know, that's the uh it's the water <laughs> of life. Nothing's interrupting that. We're going to we're going to sip some good whiskey coming up. There so you you, how you holding up in this whole deal with this this coronavirus uh pandemic? Man, we're doing well. We, uh, fortunately, we we uh, live in a super super small town here in Middle Tennessee, and um, I don't know that we have any like reported cases of it in our town. Uh, and and I also have like where we live is we have a, four, a little over four acres. And my girls they have horses, and we have razors and side by side, and, and uh, so we have. And then our neighbor has 11 acres, so we have a total of 15, and we're where we can just we can spread out and um, 
and not be on top of each other all the time. So, I mean, I, I, I can imagine how it is if, if you know, living downtown Nashville and, and not being able to, to spread out like we can. Uh, so I, I'm, I count my blessings every day knowing that we can, we can at least just, uh, just go and, and it, go outside and, and do, do some outdoor stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think people too, who live in the country are at a much better advantage uh, to handle this than, uh, than those who are um, in the city. Cause you, you can't get away from anybody. Right. Here, you know, no, I agree. And, and too, you know, like we got, we got five chickens and, and, you know, we eat ball eggs and I don't even know when. So that's a plus. Um, we, we, uh, we don't, yeah. I mean, if we don't want to see nobody and for any, however, how long we, we don't have to, because we, we live in such a small, small town and population 700, right. you know, unless we want, unless we go to their house or they come to ours, we, we don't have to see anybody. Yeah. Now your your family is adorable. I, uh, uh, I I I follow you on Facebook, and you the other day you put up a picture of your two girls TikToking. <laughs> yeah, they were dancing the uh, dancing crazy like. Uh, is, that, is there any bit any more of the funky dance moves going on in the Campbell household? Oh man, it's it's nonstop. You know, with this TikTok, them girls they eat up with it. They they. Even when they're not even listening to music, they just are, are, you know how like when you just do your hands like this and they call that air guitar, mm-hmm. they, they are, if they're not actually recording a TikTok video, they're air TikToking. You know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> just randomly standing around, just doing TikTok dance moves and it's like, wow. They're, so, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love watching them. I've, I've even done a few TikTok videos myself. I'm not very good at it, but it's fun. How, how does one become good at a TikTok video? Practice. Practice and, and uh, you know, there's about five or six standard TikTok moves. As long as you get them down pat and you know how to transition from one to the next mm-hmm. uh, smoothly. Uh, I mean, it, it's not like hard, hard stuff to do, but it's just getting the transitions from one move to the next, to the next, to the next within 15 seconds. Mm. That's, that's the trick. Well, you know, we did say we were going to play a song here. You did, you did, you're going to play one. So, and we, we do have some whiskey to drink and get here. Neither one of us, uh, I I will fully admit, I am not a a COVID expert by any means. Me either. Me either. Absolutely. (laughs) Definitely want to throw that disclaimer out there. (laughs) So, So, um, you know, if you want to, what do you say? You want to, you want to, you want to start with a song before we get in the tasting or do you want, you want to, you want to do a song before the tasting and after the tasting or, you know, I'll see like if there's any like change if you feel any change in your vocals after the, uh, after the whiskey. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll do one real quick. We'll do, we'll do one right. before and after. That sounds good. Let me get this thing out. Like I said earlier, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what key this this guitar is in. I just grabbed it from. Uh, yeah. So everybody, he uh, Craig told me before we get on the show, he's like, I'm going to have to like probably uh, tune it. Ooh. 
but I don't, I don't, oh. I've never tuned a guitar. So what's the process? Like, how do you, how do you tune a guitar? Well, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, well, normally I would use my phone, but now my, my phone is being, uh, no, you sound being, good. Uh, used to be this, yeah. being used, uh, Oh, hang on. guitar. Is that good? I don't know what a tuned guitar sounds like in comparison to a not tuned guitar, but it you say okay. Can you hear what I'm saying is can you hear the guitar through our little uh play, through yeah, our system try, here? Yeah, try it again there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can I can hear it. Okay. Your um, hands moving on it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. All right, let me get situated so I can do this the right way. I'm going to move our whiskeys over here. Oh, look at those beautiful things. And then I'm going to pull the phone a little bit closer this way. Oh, that's an old-fashioned uh, kerosene lamp there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, very nice. All right. Ah. This one's called The Whiskey's Fine. Me and my cousin Lindell got lost hunting coons in the Carolina mountains, somewhere outside of Boone. We were just about to panic when old Lindell saw a sign said, "Come on in, the whiskey's fine." That old shack looked abandoned, roof all falling in, just some petrified planks. And some rusty old tin. We both like to crap our britches when a voice from inside yelled, Come on in. Yeah, the whiskey's fine. No swinging doors open. He staggered out on the porch, dressed just like Davy Crockett, beer cleared down to the floor. Said the band's drunk, the beer scum, and we ain't got no wine. But come on in, yeah, the whiskey's fine. We peeked in over his shoulder, and the first thing that we saw was a boy picking a banjo in a pair of overalls. He said that boy's half crazy, plays the same songs all the time. But come on in. Yeah, the whiskey's fine. The food will make you sick. The air will make you choke. The waitress ain't working and the jukebox is broke. Said the band's drunk, the beer's skunk, and we ain't got no wine. Come on in. Yeah, the whiskey's fine. Yes, it is.
That's where the guitar solo would go. He said the pinballs won't roll. The pool table rocks. And it's hotter than a rat in heat inside a no wool sock. And I wouldn't drink the water. It tastes like turpentine. We're way overpriced and a little hard to find. Yeah, the band stunk, the beer's drunk, and we ain't got no wine. But come on in. Yeah, the whiskey's fine. Y'all come on in. Oh, the whiskey's fine. Yeah. Y'all come on in. Oh, the whiskey's fine. Oh, the whiskey's fine. Yes, it is. Woo. I love that, man. That was awesome. That's right. Come on in. The whiskey's fine, baby. That's a that's a pretty good opening to uh, to the whiskey we have to drink here. And we have a little bit. We got, we got, I, I thought I poured you five, but you pulled it out and said, no, you poured me six. So, no, you, bro, you sent me six of them, my man. Now, we had an Instagram live where I tried, where I broke down your, uh, your flavor profile. And um, there was um, your flavor, you, you liked uh, cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, uh, and then uh, banana pudding. Yeah, banana pudding for sure. Banana pudding was the was was the big one there. So, let's start with the uh, with the Jack Daniels uh, Tennessee. Uh, it'll say tasters. Taster select. Yeah, taster select. So we're gonna start with this here. Okay. This, um, this is a Jack Daniels that is uh, basically this is a this is a single barrel finished in oatmeal stout barrels. Now, should I go get me a cup or just sip it out of the bottle? What do you what, oh, what do you yeah. prefer? Yeah, yeah, get you a cup. All right, be right back. Hang on. I'll press pause. This uh, okay. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna sip this without ice. Yeah, all of it. Okay. So do you have um, so you have a, a glass there to sip out of. I do. And then, do you have a um? Do you by chance have a? something to dump it in when you're done or do you have a six glasses just gonna, no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pour enough out to sip on all right okay so yeah don't drink all of it all right so let's, <laughs> look, at let's look at that color there real beautiful color i'm just kind of swirling it around real real pretty color and uh man right off the bat i smell that banana pudding that kind of that your one note that you were like, I love banana pudding. Oh, I do love that, me some banana pudding. What is it about banana pudding that you love? I think it's a combination of the, 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 the taste and the texture of it all. Like I, um, my favorite banana pudding has, um, has, uh, cream cheese in it. Mm -hmm. And, and, French vanilla pudding, just that combination. I just, it just, I love it. I, I man, I seriously, I eat this this particular banana pudding to the point of I, I'm I can't sleep very good because my belly's aching. I ate so much of it. 
that's something else right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Banana, banana pudding belly. Yeah. This smells good. Mm. Well, I probably should have um, coached it to not drink it all at once like that. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I only poured like a very small sip. Okay. So when we taste as like kind of like a taster, you want to feel it. The tip of on the tip of your palate, yeah. Put in the middle and a little bit toward the back. You're kind of analyzing it all the way through. And yesterday on my live stream, uh, I had I, I did a, one of those box unveilings, and my and my friends sent me. Um, my friends sent me the um, a, a a care package of a bunch of whiskeys. And yeah. there was one of the worst whiskeys ever made. Um, it was it was <laughs> it was a cork taint is what it's known for, and uh, it wrecked my palate. It wrecked my palate, and I I mean right now I could my my palate's not on. I can smell things, but like, and I and I know that has the basic you know nuance of some Jack Daniels, but I can't break down these whiskeys like I normally do because. Uh, my friend uh, Max uh, sent me this sh- one of the shittiest whiskeys ever made, and it just—I <laughs> mean, that, but isn't that what guy friends do? Though we just like always fuck with each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Hey, man, try the t- try this. You'll love it." And then, yeah. But there's that whole that that whole show, uh, uh, Jackass. Where they just go around and beat each other up. So, uh-huh. so you're on round. You're on sip two. Of uh, the the Jack Daniels Tennessee Tasters. Since your palate right now is uh, not messed up because of your friend sending you a bad whiskey, what are you what are you picking up? I, 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 a classic uh, Jack Daniels for sure. Um, Would I be in, would I be incorrect if I said there was a, a a bit of a cinnamon bite to it at the back? I mean, I yeah, I mean this when when I broke this down, I, the two notes that I had in there were were banana and cinnamon. So okay, you you dialed in. I, I don't I don't know that I tasted you know like a banana pudding or or banana it, itself, mm-hmm. but so now. Let's go to the next one, which is, in my, it was uh, when I, as I recall, a a banana bomb, and that's the Jack Daniels single barrel. Okay. What you what did you call it? Uh, I called it a, a banana bomb. It was, uh, um, I, and I paired this same this same bottle to uh, Ed Qualcheck, the lead singer for the band Live. Yeah. And um, he lightning crashes band. That's it. Yep, yep. And he's uh, he's a big uh, he was a big banana fan, just like you. And he loved this one. Oh, this one's darker. Is it supposed to be? Uh, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, this is. So I let me warn you. This is a hundred and thirty-two proof. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. So just a sip will do. Yeah, yeah. 
smells good too. I love the smell of whiskey. And the smell of whiskey, nice. Now, why does you why know, why does whiskey whiskey's in a lot of country music songs, and like the term just it just seems to sound so good in music. Why is that? Do you have any theories as to why like whiskey sounds so good to sing? Well, there's all kinds of reasons. Um, obviously, um, from a male's perspective, and even even lots of females, whiskey is a is a is a man's drink. Mm-hmm. You know, is a is a, is a it's not saying it's a man's drink as in like a, a male. It's a it's like it's a if you drink whiskey that that means you're a badass. Um, and then also the word whiskey is easy to sing and it's easy to rhyme with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's a couple of reasons. I think you, you hear the word whiskey in a lot of songs, whiskey, miss me, tipsy, yeah. you know, all those. I asked the same question to uh, a couple other um, songwriters and they basically said uh, they used the rhyming uh, analogy too. And uh, I was like, well, there's not anything that rhymes with tractor that I can think of, you know. So why is tractor always in a, in a lot of country songs? <laughs> tractor. I mean, you can find words that rhyme with, with tractor. Yeah, you have to work uh, harder than whiskey, I think. Yeah, so that's the reason you don't, you know, you know, that probably the most famous tractor song that we have is, recently is a big green tractor from jason aldean uh-huh. a big green tractor we can make it slow make it go faster down through the woods uh you know just as long as i'm with you it really don't matter you know there's there's all kinds of rhymes for tractor but tractor tractor is an easy word to sing too and it's country as hell <laughs> that i think that's the winning ticket there it's country as hell this this one burns a little bit more than that other one. Yeah, well, you're uh, you're basically going up uh, forty proof points. So you put some you put some hair on your chest there, as they would say. Yeah. Um, Did you pick up any bananas in it though? Uh, man, maybe my maybe my, I'm not trained well enough to pick it up. I don't. Well, here you know you don't have to be trained. You just gotta you gotta know your taste, like what you taste. So, like the tasting memory is like anything else; it's muscle memory. And when yeah. you, when the that banana pudding you explained to me earlier, like the French banana pudding, you know, you just like really laser in. You know that taste. Think about where it hits your palate. Okay, so like when you like think about when you last ate that, just like where did it most resonate? And my guess is it was probably between, you know, the middle and the, and the tip of your tongue. And when you find that the whiskey resonates somewhere, try to start like dialing it in. It's like, all right, what is this? Uh, what is this flavor? Where have I tasted this before? That's really all tasting is. It's trying to figure out, you know, what you've tasted before. Right. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going after it. What's that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep even after this is all we're we're done with our thing here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really dive in and, and start trying to distinguish these these uh 
these yeah, flavors. I'll send, I'll send you some more. I'll keep sending you stuff, and we'll uh, we'll have some training exercises. There you go. That's what I need. Yeah. It and uh, I'm I'm here for it. So now let's go to the to the wild turkey, the master's keep. This is uh the uh, revival. It is a it's uh, finished in uh, sherry cask, and so it's bourbon that's finished in uh, oloroso sherry casks. Yeah. And so, like this has a, and I recall, I think you said you didn't like you didn't like nuts, or you you didn't like a particular type of nut. Well, I think we were talking about nutmeg, and I said I said um, I really enjoy the only time I really enjoy nutmeg is is in a a painkiller from the British Virgin Islands. Yeah. Am I supposed to do this a certain way? Like, am I supposed to swish it around? What? Well, how I like to do it, I like to get the glass. And, of course, I've got a different glass. I should probably start sending glasses. Uh, get Swish it around like that, kind of. But I, what it is, it's really just kind of like looking at it, you know, and looking at the legs, seeing how they drip down. Yeah. And then from there, you're going to bring it to your nose. And when you smell... When you smell the whiskey, you want to smell it with your mouth open. You do smell it with your mouth open? Yeah, like you just kind of like just a little bit, you know? By smelling it with your mouth open, you kind of you relax your olfactory a little yeah. bit. You pick up more than just the alcohol. I've been doing this so long where I can do it with my, my mouth closed and it doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah. Familiar with the alcohol. But it's um, amazing how it does change it, though. Yeah. And then, and then you just put a little on your tongue. Let it walk itself back. Mm. I think I'm getting my palate back a little bit. Good whiskey will do that. Yeah. <laughs> So, see, and from a songwriter's point of view, when I when I said that just now, my first thought was, "Wow, that's a great song title." What I'm getting my palate back, or good whiskey will do no, that. Good whiskey will do that. I'm getting my palate back. Good whiskey will do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm feel I'm feeling this here. You know, I'm may, may have to write you a jingle for you for your show. I'd love that. I'd love that. Get my pal get one way to get your palate back is to throw some good whiskey on it. You'll get good whiskey will do that. Yeah. Well, and and you uh, you know, we could talk about your career a little bit here too. Like you uh in, in dealing with, with with musicians, you know, I I have learned that they don't often have a lot of control over over their careers and their life. They're kind of like, I don't want to say owned by their record label but they're dictated to by the record label and what they can and can't write and say and put out there you uh you got all your masters back and you do you do you you do your own thing i do man and it's you know uh, honestly i i can't take away from being being uh 
having record deals because, I mean, they, they did do a lot of good things for me. They put me on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the first people that I was, that I signed with, we, they were big, big believers. They threw a lot of, a lot of money at it and it worked. Um, unfortunately they just ran out of money. Um, because it having, having a career with songs on the terrestrial radio is very, very expensive. Um, so now the way things are with streaming and having those avenues as an independent artist and you don't need the record label to make those those things happen um it's just it's just a lot more fun and a lot more rewarding because now i can do exactly what i want to do the way i want to do it when i want to do it i don't have to ask permission see for instance had a conversation today with my manager um and we're putting out a song in two weeks. It's like, we don't, you know, that's, we made that decision today. Wow. Um, it's just, um, the, the upside to, to having a record label is if you, if you are one of their, one of their guys, mm-hmm. they will make it happen. Um, but if you're not one of their guys, it will never happen. Mm. Um, do you that's feel the like, downside. Do you feel like you're like spinning your wor- wheels sometimes in that in that world, like trying to you know trying to become one of the one of their you know focused artists? It's one of those things where you 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 know, without anybody ever saying anything, without nobody pinpointing like, why am I not succeeding? like so-and-so is succeeding, you know, you just look, you stand back and you look at the, the attention that's put on the artists and how it's divided. Uh, because most record labels have multiple, you know, dozens of artists and it's, and I get it. It's hard to spread the love evenly, but when you, when you are clearly not a priority, it, it shows in, how well your music does uh from a marketing standpoint Mm. um but i am i'm a priority to me yeah um so nobody can work my music better than me and better than my wife and it's just you know we are all we have to worry about Mm -hmm. and you know we wake up we thinking about it we go to sleep thinking about it so and then at the end of the day if it doesn't succeed, it's my fault. And, but I'm fine with it. Right. You know, I don't have to worry about, did somebody do their job because it's us. Yeah. And I love it. I love the way that feels. Well, I, you know, you, um, I, I was talking to, to my manager earlier about my interview with you coming up and, and I said, uh, I said, you have one of those voices that, will either put me in a good mood or it'll put me in a um, constant thought process. Like, like I, you, your music makes me think uh, or, or it'll make me happy. And, and, I, and I think from, from my perspective as a, as a listener, cause I ain't got, I ain't got one musical talent lick in my body. My brother got all those skills and I love music. I love music. I love all genres of music. 
And there's just some artists, I, I, I love them as people, but I can't listen to their music, you know? And so I don't understand the music business in terms of like how and who um, the scene decides who is going to, is going to rise. But I have seen talent rise. And my friend, I think you have the talent to bust through whatever it is that you feel the, the barrier might be. I really, uh, really do. You really well, amazing talent. I, dude, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I love hearing, hearing you say that. And that, that gets me fired up. I'm, uh, my foot is on the gas. I'm not letting up. And uh, at the end, um, ultimately, once, once all this stuff kind of clears out, uh, being able to to get back and, and do some shows on the road, knowing that I can wake up in the morning and go out and make a living playing my guitar and playing my piano and singing country songs. Mm -hmm. I, I am a blessed man. That's, and that's no matter what, no matter what happens, whether I'm, whether I'm Craig Campbell famous or I'm, or I'm Luke Bryan famous, it don't make no difference to me. I'm, I'm just very fortunate that I get to do what I do. Uh, now let's not shortchange ourselves here, man. You're pretty, you're pretty famous. You've got quite the following. <laughs> and I got, I, I got some really, really good fans, and they, they, they have stuck with me through the roller coaster of having songs on the radio and then and not having songs on the radio for extended period of time. Uh, they've stuck with me, and it's, uh, um, once again, that's another portion of my career that where I feel I'm, I'm very blessed. Now you definitely, um, you you definitely probably suffer from uh, the same thing that a lot of us, a lot of us do, is that we're our harshest critic. You know, I bet, I bet no you, doubt. I bet you, I can see you in a in a room listening to your music and just, you know, everybody loves the song, but you're you're pressing delete because there's one thing off in it because uh, it, it didn't hit you. Am I right? For sure, absolutely. <laughs> but at the end, of, but also. I am my biggest fan too. Like I, I don't want to make, I don't want this to sound weird, but I mean, you know, if you list, if you look at my playlist on my, like my, I, I, uh, tunes on my phone, I'm probably, I listen to me more than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I do, I, when I do get it right, I enjoy it. I love, I love listening to my, to my own songs and, um, uh, but I also use that as a way to, to listen and be like, you know what, if I could have sang that line a little better mm -hmm. or I could have, you know, I use it to, uh, to coach myself. Now, do you listen to your live performances or do you listen to your studio work? Oh yeah. And I don't listen to live stuff. It's, it's, uh, that, that can get very, very critical. Yeah. I can imagine live, live yeah. can often be dependent upon your, uh, the sound guy. Am I right? No doubt about it. And who, you know, however it's getting recorded, you don't know. It's not always the best. How did we, uh, how did we fare? We got to talking and I don't think I ever got your thoughts on the, on the Turkey. It's the gone. Turkey. The Turkey was, was, uh, stout. It was, uh, I did the, the first little sip. I kind of let it sit on my tongue for a minute and then, and then finished it off. That was, that I don't think that was my best idea. Um, <laughs> well, 
but I'm but I'm still missing I'm still missing those those flavors that we talked about. And and maybe it's just I'm once again I'm not a well like trained I, to normally so normally how I would do this, you know, this it, it puts me it puts me at a disadvantage because you know I, I, I honed in your palate on an Instagram live. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um and then I just selected, you know, it wasn't quite winging it, but it was, it was going, it was not going off. It was, it wasn't my normal thing. And right. so by trying to get it, trying to nail it down, I did kind of shotgun approach this year though. I do see that I selected six very ranging bourbons. So uh, let's now go to the uh, Russell's Reserve. Uh, a prominent note you will find in here is uh is cinnamon so uh, okay search for the cinnamon look see how it feels on the back of your tongue that's where you know the spices kick in so look analyze what's going on on the back of the tongue on its way down oh you filled this one way up yeah oh you know what i spilled half of it when i was pouring these i spilled a whole bunch on myself I bet you that label's all looks like it's uh, worn or something. Yeah, yeah. you can see the whiskey. Yeah, it, yeah, right so this is the Russell's uh, Reserve. Yeah, here's a here you can get a good look at it right here. Now this is actually a barrel pick, so someone went and picked a barrel of uh, Russell's Reserve at Wild Turkey. What's what's uh, oh the, so it says turkey. Turkey Russell's Reserve. Okay. Yeah, so wild, wild Turkey is the uh, is the distillery. It's 101 proof. Okay. Yeah, um, this one this one is going to be. This is 10 years old. So my friend friend's house that that where I am right now he uh, he is a whiskey drinker. Like he, this is his. He, I wish he was here, but he's not. But uh, he. This, for lack of a better term, this is his his cup of tea. Is so he's a wild turkey guy. Well, he no, he's a whiskey guy. Period. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Now he he loves Jack Daniels and he loves Jack, the higher quality Jack. Right. I think I, I think uh, everybody does. Like Jack gets a little bit of a bad reputation because they're so enormous, but they make great whiskey. You you pick some of those barrels out of there, and they're really nice. Have you ever uh, done a? Have you ever played at the Jack Daniels? Because they got a pretty nice little music venue there. For no, but we played uh, last year. I played the Lynchburg Music Festival, um, right next door to it. Um, mm -hmm. Opened up for Joe Diffie. Um, oh, nice. Well, and he, gosh, he just passed away. Yeah, yeah, recently. Uh, so that was that was I was fortunate to be able to do that show before he passed, but. Um, I don't know how involved Jack Daniels is with that festival, but it's a. Uh, and anything in Lynchburg has to go through Jack. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're like, they're writing the check for the roads, the schools, pretty much. Have everything. you ever had, you know, have you ever had the Jack Daniels fruit cake? Oh yeah, I have uh, in the, in that little uh, cafe of theirs. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't, I guess can't buy it or. Yeah. I don't know. Some, some I, think, I think it still may be with me. 
cinnamon. Did you find it? A little bit there on that back palette. It's weird. Like if I close my mouth, like mm -hmm. I can't, but if I hold my mouth open, I go like that. Yeah. I feel it. I taste it because it comes back up through my nose. Yeah. That might be your, that might be your method. It might be your, might be your method. You like, uh, when you want to like break down what that taste is, get, um, cause you're, you're a, you're an avid uh, coffee drinker. You're a connoisseur. Yeah. And, and the way you approach coffee, um, is very different than the way you would approach, you know, whiskey. The, you know, there are some similarities though. Like they, the, when you, when you're tasting coffee, like different coffees, the the one difference I guess would be is you don't you don't see you don't hold it and look at the legs of it. It's right. but it's a smell first. Right. And then you sip you sip with a spoon. And mm. you do that noise, you have to have you gotta do that slurp, but mm -hmm. that's when you're what's when you're being analytical of the copy. You do the Yeah. The yeah. So when this whole uh, when this whole thing uh, this pandemic started breaking out, I told people I was like, you know what, I could live without whiskey, but if you take if you take try to take coffee away from me, I, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I'm uh, I'll, I'll I'll bust out some weapons, you know. But that, I, yeah, that's coffee. that's when I I will I will myself perform a mini revolution. Yeah. Of, <laughs> against against whoever's telling me i can't have coffee that's the, that's the, if there is a if anything happens uh to coffee in this country that'll be what breaks us that'll that's be right ain't nobody nobody can make it through the morning don't touch my coffee without the coffee <laughs> that's right all right so we got two left how you feeling feeling all right i'm good okay so let's stay on that cinnamon train and head on over to Four Roses. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I and and no no offense to Four Roses, but for some reason I always consider when I see Four Roses at the store, mm -hmm. I I think of a a not good whiskey. That's what I think uh, of. I thought you know, there's a there's a history behind that. Okay. So, Four Roses after Prohibition, which ended in 1933, uh, became a very prominent brand. Uh, it was uh, it was eventually sold uh, to a company called uh, Seagram's, and Seagram's in the 1950s was coming out with a Canadian whiskey called Crown Royal, <laughs> and, and they decided to um, for for a lot of reasons they decided to take Four Roses bourbon off of the US market. So it became an export only product. And they did continue having the Four Roses brand in the United States, it just wasn't bourbon. It was a blended whiskey. So this would be the equivalent of like Kessler's or Seagram Seven. And it would contain a, a large amount of grain neutral spirit and it would actually only be like 25% whiskey. And so that stuff was what, like the alcoholics drank. It was rot gut. You know, you maybe got it at a fraternity party. It was awful. Seagram's goes out of business 
in the year 2000, and they were acquired by a company called Kirin, which is a it's a Japanese company, and they they started like the, like the Kirin Kirin the the beer. Yeah, that's who that same company. Mm-hmm. And so they they started uh, bringing uh, Four Roses back into the market slowly. And what, this one comes out in 2014. And the, the guy behind uh, this, this brand, his name was uh, Jim Rutledge. He was an incredible master distiller. And he kind of like was, you know, trying to resurrect that brand. And this, this is one of, his, one of his single barrels. So, Oh, well. Well, let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I don't know the answer, which is why I'm asking. Um, I've heard that if it's not from Kentucky, you can't call it bourbon. Uh, that's actually not true. Uh, so okay. bur- bourbon became a unique product of the United States in 1964. And that had to do, you know, really the most important thing about that is that it gave uh, bourbon uh, the ability to say it's unique and it helped reduce some tariffs at the time, but they were, uh, but bourbon can be made anywhere in the United States, not just Kentucky. In fact, it's made in Missouri. It's made in New York, California, Montana. It's made all over the United States. So okay. It is not restricted to, to Kentucky, but yeah, most of it is. And out here in Kentucky, they will say, if it's not made in Kentucky, it's counterfeit, you know, so they have a little bit of a joke with that. But there's actually some really good bourbon being made in uh, outside of uh, Kentucky. In fact, uh, I dare say that uh, Woodenville uh, bourbon is among some of the best uh, bourbons on the market right now, and they're, in, they're out of Washington. Oh, wow. I had... Um... I had a whiskey up in, or a bourbon in, um, up in the northeast or northwest, uh, called Ghost Owl. Ghost Owl. You ever had Ghost Owl? Yeah. Uh, Have you ever had that? I'm not familiar with that one. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, and 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 that was kind of one of the reasons I, it prompted me to say because I looked and it was made there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but and they called it bourbon, and that's when I was like, "Well, I thought bourbon was exclusive to Kentucky, but you know, anyways." Yeah, it's 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 a, a pretty common misnomer, but at the same time, Kentuckians do everything they can to you know continue to spread that uh, kind of half truth. Uh, fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I, um, I I've the I used to do or I do bourbon related things at the Kentucky Derby Museum and. Uh, I often hold like education for the public and like tastings and everything. And um, I gave the spiel about how bourbon can be made anywhere in the United States. After I was done talking, this old lady came walking up to me with her cane, stuck her finger in her chest. And she says, you better get your facts straight, boy. You know, <laughs> like bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. I was like, no, ma'am, that's not correct. And she stuck her finger in my chest again. And I swear to God, Craig, if she had a nine millimeter, it would have been a nine millimeter in my chest and not her finger. She was literally out of shape. Yeah, she was, she was was pretty upset about that. (laughs) All right, let me take a sip of this. uh, uh, Four roses. Four roses, yeah. 
definitely cinnamon, cinnamon over. Yeah, I don't know banana pudding at all in that. No, that that this would not this would not be one that banana pudding made that list for me. But uh, definitely, definitely the cinnamon. And the next one, this is this is actually a contender for my American whiskey of the year. Uh, you're the first person that I'm telling this to. Actually, I'm uh, I'm releasing my 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 best whiskeys of the year tonight. And how many how many are there on your list? There's only four. So and this is be, one of them. Yeah, and so I'm I'm doing them by like every quarter. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, I'll do like a taste off. And so this one is also at high proof. It's 136.6 proof. That glass is getting some uh, some wear on it today. It's getting a work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a darker a darker uh, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, basically straight out of the barrel. You know, every day, <laughs> every day it's in that barrel. It's getting a little darker. Look at that. I'm gonna have I'm gonna get some whiskey barrels from somewhere, mm. and then I'm gonna put my coffee beans in them. Hello, Hi, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Him drunk. No, not yet. I'm oh. just doing sips. Sips. We're okay. just doing sips. He's been a good boy. Okay. I promise. It smells good in here. It does. Yeah, it smells so good. We have a <laughs> bourbon candle. Yeah, we have a tobacco a a, a tobacco bourbon candle that we burn. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Oh, I love, love bourbon candles. Yep. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yep. The one thing I have this I have realized is uh, out of all these that we've done today, um, it's very clear the the ones with the higher proof. Mm -hmm. You can feel them on the tongue a little more. Yeah, and I'm right here, my chest. <laughs> That's the Kentucky hug, Craig. <laughs> yeah, all warm and fuzzy. Mm. That's good. So you you uh, you you perform with uh, musical talent. This is what I do all day with people. So I got to, you know, like I was texting you yesterday. Yeah, he's like, hey, I, uh, I can only do one tasting a day. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I like, get it. Now I know. Now I know. Now all I right. Know. So what what was your favorite? Out of those six, um, man, I think I, I think just off of my best recollection, I'm gonna go with the uh, 
the tasters select from Jack. Um, yeah. It just seemed to be the smoothest for me, and the and the the little little bit mm-hmm. of yeah, it was just smooth. It was great. Yeah, it's good. Well, how about uh, what what uh, what song are you going to do now? Did you did your mood change a little bit? You know what? Uh, I had a song picked, but I have changed my mind. I'm gonna do a different one. Whiskey will do that to you. <laughs> whiskey will do that. A good whiskey will do that. All right, the guitar has worked itself out of tune again, but it's fine. Good whiskey will do that. That's right. Good whiskey will make a guitar sound out of tune. So this song right here was on my first album, but the only way you you could get this song was if you bought the album from Walmart, because we did we did a uh, an exclusive with Walmart. Um, this one's called "You Can't Drown Misery with Whiskey." Uh, but we like today, we weren't drowning anything today. We were just having a fun conversation, right? <laughs> that's right, and that's what yeah. They kind of what this song backs all that up. All right, here we go. Damn that woman and what she done me. Damn this broken heart Each little piece And to hell with her memory And all that we had and to hell with her mama. Now, son, I'll drink to that. That's right. You can't drown misery with whiskey. Cause it'll flow to the top. And you can't rewrite history or turn back the clock. You can't squeeze love from the heart she ain't got. You can't drown this way with whiskey. But it's sure worth a shot. Yes, it is. You can't drown misery with whiskey. 
Cause it'll flow to the top And you can't rewrite history Or turn back the clock You can't squeeze love in From the heart she ain't got you can't drown this ray with whiskey, but it's sure worth a shot. No, you can't drown this ray with whiskey, but it's sure worth a shot. Well, you know, um, a lot of people have tried drowning their misery with whiskey. I think whiskey works a little bit better when you're just sipping it with friends. That's right. No doubt about it. And, you know, we can't really do that right now. We can't, uh, we can't <laughs> be in the same room together anymore. But, uh, I know we can vir virtually do it. That's right. But it, yeah, it just ain't quite the same. Well, I've enjoyed this moment very much. Uh, sipping whiskey with you, my friend, this is just the beginning. I'll be sending you more stuff. We'll be trying to uh, hone in that palate, get that a uh, little bit more trained, trained. fine, just like you do uh, with coffee. So I'm excited for that, my friend. Right on. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for letting me sip with you. Cheers. Be safe out there. Cheers indeed. Yeah, like I was saying, even if this thing was a year, uh, a year old, it still has some value. I thought it was still good. And we talked to, you know, you're listening to it. It's a little reminiscent, too, of what uh, of what it was like early on in COVID. And you know, I mean, goodness gracious. But he's got a lot of cool stuff. Make sure you're checking out Craig Campbell on all the social medias. And go give him a listen on to iTunes, Spotify, however you get your music. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Be safe out there. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. And remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Michter's American Whiskeys and by 291 Colorado Whiskey. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.